Welcome to Purposeful Profit, where I'll help you take your business to the next level. I'm Carla Motes, finance and strategy coach and fractional CFO for high-achieving female entrepreneurs. I'm here to empower women to build wildly profitable businesses that give them the freedom to live their dream lives. I'll use my more than 30 years of finance and consulting experience to take the mystery out of your finances, help you make more money, and go after your next big thing. Hi there, and welcome to the Purposeful Profit Podcast. Whether you are a new listener or a regular listener, I am super happy to have you here and glad you could join us. And I am Carla Motes. I am your host, and I am a financial and accounting expert. More specifically, I'm a financial whisperer to female CEOs. I simplify their finances so they can put more money in their pocket. Today, we are talking about 1099s, and I am in a large face group Facebook group of business owners, mostly coaches, and there's a lot of confusion around 1099s. Who gets them? Who doesn't? What to do if you get a request for a W-9? In a post, you know, this is the time of the year where the groups that I'm in, business groups I'm in, you start to see a lot of finance questions as everybody's prepping their taxes and getting out W-2s and 1099s. And somebody had posted a question about, you know, I was a coach and she said, I got a request for a W-9. I don't know why somebody would want my W-9. You know, I'm not a contractor to them. Um, And then they're followed was a bunch of, you know, people posting about, you know, 1099s, and there was just a lot of misinformation. So what I want to do today is I want to clear clear things up. This podcast, unfortunately, is coming out a little bit late um, because 1099s are due on January 31st. This is really kind of an impromptu episode, um, and this is going to go live, I think, on February 8th. So, but I still, you know, there could be some of you sitting out there who still haven't filed your 1099s, so I still want to get this episode out there for you. Okay, but before we start, (laughs) I have to do the little disclaimer that my attorney requires. Um, This podcast is for informational purposes only. Um, It does not constitute tax advice. We do not have a, um, unless you're um, one of my clients, we don't have an accountant-client relationship. So please seek out your own tax advisor about your own personal tax situation. You use this podcast for educational purposes. There are a variety of 1099s that get issued out there, but today I'm talking primarily about the 1099 NEC. Um, NEC stands for non-employment compensation. We will also touch on the 1099K, which is what third-party payment processors issue to you. First, let's talk a little bit. I think it helps to understand why do 1099s exist. 1099s fundamentally are one way that the IRS guards against unreported income. I mean, I don't know if, you know, if they officially tell you that, but that's the gist of it. They use that the EIN, which is your employer identification number or your social security number if you're a sole proprietor without an EIN. They use that number that's on the 1099 and they basically match it up against tax returns to try and identify unreported income. Okay, but all businesses are ultimately responsible for paying taxes on income, regardless of whether they get a 1099 or not. So, you know, if you if you're expecting a 1099 and you don't get it, that doesn't, you know, mean you don't have to report income on it. Same thing goes with your, you know, the the people you pay. If you do not issue them a 1099, you know, they can't use that as a reason that they don't report tax on their income. It's it's more, you know, that the government wants that 1099 so that they can go in and, you know, compile all the 1099s that have been reported for a specific EIN or social security number and make sure that um, that person's, you know, reported tax income, you know, reported taxable income matches up. Now, as I mentioned, they are due on January 31st of each year. But if you go through here and you find out, you know, that there's, that either you've issued something in error or that you 
did not issue a 1099 that you should by all means go ahead and file them um, because there are there can be penalties that get assessed um, and they are based on the business size and, and how late your filings are okay so in today's um, episode I'm gonna I want you to walk away learning three basic things who you should be issuing 1099s to and who you shouldn't how to ensure you're applying the rules correctly and what to do if you get a request for a W-9. That was one of the things that, that, you know, that's come up lately. Okay, so let's dive in. So let's talk about who gets a 1099 NEC and who doesn't. So individuals, so I'm, t- I'm talking about this right now from the perspective of who do you, as a business owner, issue a 1099 to. We'll talk a little bit later about who you would get a 10- 1099 from, but this we're really talking about who should you be issuing them to. So these go to individuals or non-corporate entities who you pay more than $600 for services in the course of a trade or business. Okay, so let's take that sentence apart a little bit. Individuals are non-corporate entities. So basically S-Corps, C-Corps don't get one. Um, There's an exception that I'll talk about in a minute. But so it's somebody who's operating as a sole proprietor. So it could be an LLC who's not filing as an S-Corp. But if they're an S-Corp or C-Corp, with the one exception I'll talk about in a minute, they don't get a 1099. Okay, you need to pay them more than $600 for services. Okay, we'll talk about what service, what qualifies as services in a minute, and the course of a trader business. So you do not pay 1099s, you do not issue 1099s for personal services. Okay, so this is for things that you are doing, you're paying for them in the course of providing, um, in, in the course of conducting your trader business. Okay, the corporate exemption that I mentioned does not apply to attorneys. So it doesn't matter if whether your attorney is an individual or a corporation. If you paid them more than six hundred dollars, okay, they get a they get a ten ninety nine. Okay, services include freelancers, contractors, consultants, and other service providers. Examples: your bookkeeper, your CPA or tax professional, your attorney, your virtual assistant. Your business coach, so yes, your business coach, If you, um, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Graphic designer, okay, your social media manager, those are all examples. All right, this is the really, the next thing I'm going to say is a really important part to understand, which is where I think all the confusion is at. You only issue them for direct payments, which is a cash, a check, or an ACH generally, okay? You do not issue a 1099 for payments you make to them via a payment processor like Stripe or PayPal. Stripe or PayPal will issue them their own separate 1099. 1099, it's called a 1099K. In fact, um, just last week, I got a notification from Stripe that says, hey, your 2023 1099K is available in your dashboard. Okay, so you do not issue 1099 payments for anything you pay via credit card, debit card, Stripe, or PayPal. And in today's world, where Electronic transactions are everywhere. You're going to find for a lot of uh, a lot of you in this, particularly in the service space that are working in the online space, that's going to eliminate a lot of your payments. If you were somebody who carried inventory, you know, say a bookshop or a you know a retail shop, you're probably going to have more 1099s because you're probably going to be paying things more maybe with checks or ACH. But a lot of us, you know, a lot of my clients, service business owners, they're working largely in an online space and doing a lot of work virtually. Um, They're paying, you know, fees on their credit card, debit cards. Okay. So this is one of the things I really want you to understand. Again, I'm going to say it again. Third-party payment processors like Stripe and PayPal issue their own 1099Ks. Do not issue a 1099 for payments made via credit card, debit card, Stripe, or PayPal. What to, where another thing that I think is creates a lot of the confusion is 
right now for 2023, the limit was if the, the these third-party payment processors only have to issue a 1099K if they've paid you $20,000 or more. That's the requirement, okay? But there have been, but this is being lowered to $600. It's actually been talked about being lowered for years. It was implemented several years ago that they were going to lower it from $20,000 to $600. But obviously, if I'm Stripe or PayPal, when you lower it from $20,000 to $600, the volume of 1099s I'm going to have to issue has, has, is going to have dramatically improved. And so they've been asking for you know, multiple delays. Um, so there have been numerous delays in this, um, and it's being phased in in 2023 and 2024. Okay, so as a result, there are going to be some people who aren't going to get any 1099. So, for example, if you paid a consultant 10K via Stripe, due to the deferral, the contractor may not get a 1099K because it's not over 20,000. If that was the same thing that you had paid via ACH, you would have to issue them a 1099. So I think this is where a lot of the confusion is. People are saying, well, yeah, but, you know, I didn't pay him enough, so Stripe's not going to issue them a 1099. And... So they're like, well, I must have to. No. If you paid them via credit card, debit card, Stripe, PayPal, do not issue them a 1099. Okay? A couple specific cases I want to call out. People ask Venmo. What about Venmo? If you paid for a business expense via Venmo, personal, which you shouldn't be doing, by the way, then you need to do a 1099. But if you paid it on Venmo as a goods or services, you marked it as a goods or service, then they will do it. You know, Venmo will issue the 1099. Okay, so again, when you're paying anything for business, you should always be paying it as a goods or services. But I've heard of people where, like, you know, where they're paying somebody and they're like, well, I don't want to pay the fees to get, you know, where they're paying somebody and that person that they're paying says, I don't want to pay the fees that Venmo charges me if it's a goods or service. So pay me to me as a personal. One, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be doing that. There's, there's ethical issues with that. Um, and it's, in, it's against their terms. But if you did, not knowing any better or whatever, then you would issue a 1099 for that because then it's basically a cash payment. Zelle is the other one that comes up. Zelle is not considered a payment processor. It's basically, you know, it's basically just a okay, almost like a messaging service, a, a way of, of transferring money, but they're not considered a payment processor. So if you paid somebody via Zelle and it was for a business expense, you would you would record a 1099k on that. So that is should cover for you who gets a 1099 and who doesn't. Okay, so then the question becomes, well, how do I ensure I'm issuing them to the right people? So the first thing you need to do is you need to request a W9. You know, sometimes, you know, especially if we're small business owners, we're service business owners, you know, sometimes you, you may just, you know, the, the payee may, or the person we're paying may just say, well, yeah, I don't need to get a ton. I, I don't need you to, to um, send me a 1099 corporation. Understand that you are responsible as the payer to have documentation that substantiates whether or not they should be paid or not. In larger companies, this is something I wasn't really aware of really until I got into the small business space, because in, in larger companies, it is a normal best practice that vendors won't even be set up, let alone paid. And this includes the Amazons and the General Electrics of the world. They will not even pay them until they um, are issued, they, until they receive a 10, uh, W-9. Okay, so W-9 is a form that... Uh, you can get from the IRS. I'll, I'll put the link for this form um, in, in the show notes. It's an IRS form, and you basically fill out information about your company. Are you an LLC? Are you a corporation? Provide your, your EIN or your Social Security number if you don't have an EIN. And it goes to the company who's who's paying the funds, and they enter this into their system, and they use this to support you know 
that if they're not issuing a 1099 because they're a corporate entity, they've got this form, you know, that, that was that was given to them that says that company is a corporation. So don't necessarily, you know, I encourage you not to just take the words from your vendors or, um, or for your service providers that they're a corporation. Get the get the W-9. So keep track of how you're paying them also. Credit card, PayPal, cash. If, if you set things up properly in QBO, this will handle it for you because QBO does allow you, it gives you the ability to process 1099s right within the system. But in order to do that, you need to be able to be tracking. There's a payment method field in QBO and you need to be able to track that, you know, credit card, PayPal, cash. If you are using a spreadsheet, when you make a payment, you'll want to track that. Okay. And again, systems like QBO do make this easier. You can invite vendors to submit your W-9 electronically. You can, if they send you a W-9, you can attach it into the file. There's in your vendor setup file is where you'll enter all your information. And in QBO, there's a little thing that says track for 1099s. So anybody who's a service provider and who is not a corporation, you just check that 1099 box. And then you can, at the end of the year, you can process your 1099s. If you're not on QBO, there's, there's, if you go out and search, you know, file my 1099s out on Google, you'll find you know several websites where you can just go in. You can use them to you know to process your 1099s. Okay, and so now let's go to the opposite end, and let's talk about what if I get a request for a W9? Okay, so you're a service provider, so you provide services to people. If you are business to business, so if most if your clients are businesses, you're you're probably going to get requests for W9s. You're probably going to get 1099s if anybody's paying you via ACH. But if you are so I'm going to use an example of weight loss coach. If you are a weight loss coach, they are probably hiring you for personal purposes. They're probably not deducting it in their business. So you're probably not going to get a 1099 or a W9 because they don't have to issue a, issue one for personal services. But if you are a business coach, they're probably deducting that as a business expense. Okay, so you're probably going to get a request for a W9. Okay, so what do I do if that happens? So if you are a contractor, freelancer, or a service provider, okay, I mean, they ask you for a W9. The proper thing to do is to provide it to them. There is a lot of hesitation I'm finding out there now because people realize that there's a lot of confusion about 1099s. If you're somebody who knows, because you know now, that you shouldn't get a 1099 if they paid you via credit card, and somebody sends you a W9, there's a lot of hesitation to issue them the W9 because they're afraid their person doesn't understand and they're going to issue a 1099 that you shouldn't get. Um, if that's the case, please send this podcast to them, okay, and explain the rules, okay? But don't just say I'm not going to provide it because if, you know, if if you're supposed to get a 1099 and you don't provide your W-9, they're, they're still required to issue a 1099 and in the field they put, you know, basically refused in the EIN EIN file field, they put refused. And then that triggers the IRS to go out and try and find you. And you just don't want to do that. Okay. So if you get a W-9, you don't want to provide it, or you know, you're not supposed to get a 1099 for that client, have that discussion with them. Okay. And even if you're a corporation, it's appropriate to issue it. Um, because like I said, it's their responsibility. Keep in mind that when they're asking you for the W-9, it's their responsibility to keep documentation on file. Okay. Um, something that I've seen also come up is from sole proprietors. Most sole proprietors do not need to have an EIN. An EIN is an employer identification number. You have to have it in certain circumstances, and one of which is if you have employees. But if you're a solopreneur and, you know, and you're a sole proprietor, you typically do not need to have an employer identification number. Your employer identification number is your social security number. Okay. 
And so I've seen some people say, well, I don't want to send my W-9 because it's got my social security number on it. Well, then folks, you need to go get an EIN because if they paid you via ACH, cash, or credit cards, you have to provide them that W-9. Okay. You know, if you know they've paid you everything via credit card, I mean, and you want to have that discussion with them, again, I, I coming from the, from the larger, and when I say larger, I mean even $5 million and higher, it's very standard that if you don't want to give me a W-9, then fine, I don't do business with you, okay? But if, if, if they should issue a W-9 to you or a 1099 to you and you don't have an EIN, you still need to provide them that W-9 with your Social Security number. Um, be aware that um, if, you, if you do, if you are a sole proprietor, you can put in a request for an EIN number. There is a IRS tax form you can file to request an EIN, obviously it's not an overnight thing, but if, if you have hesitation about providing your social security number and you can go out and apply for an EIN, okay? What to do if you get a 1099 that you think is an error? Contact the payer. So let's just say you provided that W-9, but they sent you a 1099 and um, you know they paid you via credit card. Okay, contact the payer and ask for a corrected form. They file a corrected 1099 again, explain the rules to them. If that doesn't work, consult your tax professional. They'll know what to do. Okay. And uh, best practices. Um, I've mentioned this a little bit. Collect your W-9 up front from new service providers or contractors. I have a client right now that I took over this year. We don't have on file complete W-9s. You know, we, I basically went through and determined who I know we need to issue them to. People basically, I first, what I first did was, who, did we, who have we paid one or more payments for ACE, via ACH cash or check. That's the first thing I did. And then I said, okay, which of these are over $600 in total? Okay. And then those I went out and got W-9s for. But as we move forward, which brings on new vendors, we will request the W-9 up front. Okay. So collect your W-9s up front from your new service providers or contractors. Keep um, accurate payment records, including how you made the payments. Okay. So for instance, what if I did both? Let's say I paid a contractor 20K. Maybe 15K was maybe a recurring fee. So maybe I was paying 5,000 a month for three, for three months. And I put that on a credit card, but maybe my initial payment was a kind of deposit and I paid that via a check. You would issue a 1099 for the 5K if they're not a corporation, okay? But you would not issue it on the 15K, okay? The same applies for people that are paying you. If they're paying partially via ACH and partially via credit card, they still issue you a 1099 for the ACH portion. And use QBO to help you track your vendor payments and file your 1099s. Okay? And that wraps up this week's episode. If you were sitting here thinking, whoa, I don't want any part of this. I want to hand this off to someone for 2024. Well, all my bookkeeping services include 1099, include 1099 preparation, and I will, um, if you know, if I'm if I'm doing bookkeeping services for you, I will walk you and hold your hand through all of this. Um, in most cases, handle all of it myself. You know, the only thing I may get assistance from is tracking down to OB nines where necessary. And if you are ready for expert accounting help, I would love to have a further conversation with you. You can reach out to me at www.carlamodes.com forward slash work with me. And check your show notes for links to the resources mentioned in this podcast. And then I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Remember that your finances deserve some love. Finance doesn't have to be complicated or overwhelming, and you do not have to do it alone. 
I'd love to talk to you about your business, so please come on over to www.carlamotes.com to learn more. Or if you're ready for financial and strategy support that will uplevel your business, go to www.carlamotes.com forward slash work with me to book your free financial assessment. And the last favor I'll ask is for you to help me get out the word. Tell your friends about this podcast and share it on your favorite social media. Until next week, go create some purposeful profit.